0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Kisshear podcast. Here we're talking about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome into the show. Today, today we're talking about a really interesting topic. We're talking about something that came across my mind earlier today actually. So, those of you who don't know, I'm a little more, I'm I am am i i am a Christian guy. I went to tr- I went to like a church event this morning and There was, it was like a men's breakfast type of a deal, okay? And when I went in there, it was interesting to kind of see these older guys that I was surrounded by, who, they'd been, they'd just been around longer than me, they had wisdom, but another part of me said, you know what? There's some men in here who I really respect, and there are other men in here that I really, I think are lacking. And then when I thought about this idea of lacking, this idea of, you know, men not having it together, i then proceeded to come home and I watched a video that talked about the population in prison, that talked about the population that were uh, Rainbow Riders, the LGBTQ community. Uh, And it was just interesting to see that they pointed out that the women had outnumbered the men since the 1940s, which then got me thinking, how many eligible bachelors are there actually out there? How many guys out there are really attractive to women because if any for any of you who've been on tiktok i do not actually have tiktok i think it's a cesspool of disgustingness but what i will say is this the uh video compilations i see on youtube from on tiktok videos and some content creators reacting to it it's very interesting because every all these girls want the same thing but yet they're all equally unsuccessful finding it. Anybody else notice that? Which then begs the question, how many eligible bachelors are there actually out there? Because you see the rise in these poly relationships and it's not not by accident. It's really not. We see this drop in monogamy and this rise in serial monogamy and in poly relationships. It's not an accident. This is a direct response to what's actually been going on in this country since the 40s. Since really post-World War II. Because if you look at that, it said... The article I looked up, which I'll share with you in a little bit, said that the decline... the Women had outnumbered men since 1946, which is directly after World War II. That's not a coincidence either, by the way. But before I really dive into this, I want to talk to the people who are new in the audience. For those of you who are not new here, you know that I'd make a lot of comments and I bring up sometimes things that might be incendiary. I don't mean them to be. I just, the manner I bring them up, they might come across that way. And I want your voice to be heard, whether you agree or disagree with me. So go ahead and let your voice be heard in the comment section of the video you're watching, or if you're listening on audio, or if you don't wanna leave a comment under the video, you can go over to Twitter, And you can find me on Twitter at Austin Creed. And then you can have a conversation over there. You can send me your thoughts. Just so you can express yourself. Because I think it's important for people's voices to be heard. But without further ado, we're going to hop right in. Uh, Here's something I found interesting. According to the Pew Research Center. Let me share the screen. So, like I said, the United States, according to the Pew Research Center... The United States has more females than males since 1946, again, right after World War II. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in 2021, the population sex ratio in the United States was 96 male per 100 females. So basically, there's minus two minus two men for every, for every 100 women, there's 98 males. That's interesting, doesn't seem like a big discrepancy when you see it like that. But then when you realize we have a couple hundred million people in this country, number starts to add up really dang fast. And trust me, the number only gets smaller. They're saying here that the number of majority male countries that are left in the world will start to decline by 2050, which I believe, by the way, I totally see that happening because in war men are the ones who tend to get left behind. They're the ones who tend to be expendable, not the women. If you look in tradition, women have always been, like, it's, say the women and children, it's, say the women and children, it's, women have been classified as a resource, a luxury resource, like gold, silver, and whatnot, they've been spoils of war, men are not spoils of war, they are the part of the war that ends up spoiling on the battlefield afterwards. But, I digress, here's what I really wanted to get into, so we start off With the 98 males per 100 females. So already, the ladies outnumber the men. That's out the gate. Now we're going to hop into other reasons why I say the eligible bachelors, there is a shortage of them. Here's the next case. Next thing. So, I'm going to give a brief history lesson. Okay? Um, Back in the day, before there was this, you know, the LGBTQI whatever groups uh they're people they were just they were just really just people who are homosexual and heterosexual okay and they were referred to as sodomites back in the day that was not meant to that's not meant to be offensive that's just the way it was described they're even described that way nowadays in the middle east but if you look at this according to the gallup poll the mean estimate says here's the title it says americans estimate of the gay population in the United States of America, here it is: men, seventeen point four percent of men are suppo- are supposedly homosexual. Women, almost thirty percent, say they're homosexual. And then it goes down to it talks, it breaks it down by age and then by political affiliation, which. Political you can pretty much figure out. I mean I'll read it to you anyways. Democrat twenty six percent. Independent twenty five. Republican eighteen. I know that doesn't add up to hundred, but that's what they said right here. And then in the age range, it's pretty much what you would expect if you know what you're talking about. Eighteen to twenty nine. Twenty eight point five percent. Uh thirty to forty nine percent thirty to forty nine age. Uh twenty four point four percent. 50 to 64 age group, uh, 23 to 23.1% and then 65 plus 17.5%. Now this is according to the Gallup poll, by the way. So here's what they say. Here's the bottom line, it's the bottom line that they're saying. Gallup has seen the percentage of self-identifying. Now that's important. Self-identifying LGBT individuals grow amongst millennials and I would add Gen Z, but they don't have it on this article, amongst millennials who are making up an in, an increasing share of the U.S. adult population. It is therefore possible that Americans perc- the Americans' perceptions of the gay population may be influenced... Keep Pay attention now. Don't turn off the show just yet. May be influenced by the greater representation they see amongst young people. Now, this is true. It's been especially popular amongst the young. So let's let's put let's go back to the numbers, okay? First set was it said 98 men for every hundred women. That's what they said, right? That's what we started out. So now if we add to that that they say 17% of those men are also homosexual. Now we go to the prison population Which, according to the Prison Policy Initiative, says there are almost 2 million people incarcerated in state, local, and federal prisons. And of those 2 million, uh, according to the the Office of Justice Programs, a government website, they say the male prisoners make up 93% for the total prison population. I'm gonna say that again. Ninety-three percent of almost two million people in this country who are male are in prison. Now we add on to that the number who are homosexual, and then we add on to the number they're already outnumbered, you start to see what I'm talking about. You see how everything's kinda of adding up? You see it yet? Good. Cause you should. Now I wanna ask you something. If you're a young guy like me, Do you even want to be married? Because that question again, will decrease the pool even farther. Do you even want to be married? If you do, why? And if you don't, well, why not? I personally don't. I'll tell you why. Uh, Let's look at the court systems. Um, Number one, the courts totally against you. Now I wouldn't be bad per se if the divorce rate wasn't super high, they say 50%, but that's not exactly, that that doesn't tell the full story, number one, and I believe it to be false, number two, because they don't say, it's not based yearly. It's not based on tracking of marriages. It's just based off of filings in that year from what I understand. Now, we add on to that, like we said, so what do we have? We have already outnumbered men, number one. Number two, uh, homosexual population. Number three, we add to the men who are in prisons, you know, pookies. We add number four, men who don't even want to be married in the first place. And then number five, number five is we add on to... The men who literally just are checking out of society. I mean... Hello? No, no, you add five, the men who want to be poly. The men who, they, they're not interested in marriage per se, but they're still dating. So they're still taking up. They got multiple partners out here. They got, you know, they're, they're in these streets. They're the Chads, the Tyrones, the Pablos, the whatever. The guys out there who are at the top, the guys, they ain't getting married. Why would they? They never had it so good. Why are they getting married? They're not going to do it. The, the people you would classify as an eligible bachelor... Most of them are not stupid enough to get married. And if they are, they're usually going to get divorced. Oh, that's number five. That was the number five I wanted. Most of the divorced people, the people who have already gotten married and now they've been divorced and they said to hell with this, I'm not doing this again. So out of those five groups, I'll name them one more time for you, uh, outnumbered number one, number two, they could be gay, number three, they are in prison. Number four, they're not interested or number five, they've been divorced. You add all of those together. And what do you get the modern dating market where you have women who are choosing from the top, top, top percentage of women, of men who every other woman is also choosing, and then they expect that man to settle down with them when they are providing really nothing that no one else is also offering. And then they're complaining about why he won't commit to her. Meanwhile, he has five other Beckys who are just like her, who are also giving the exact same thing, which is nothing but sex. That's it. And then they want to scream foul ball when these guys don't want to commit to them. It all comes back to the adage of what you want, you what you can what you can get you don't want, and what you can't get what you can't have you want, basically. The ones you can get, yeah, basically, the ones you can get you don't want, and the ones you can't get are the ones that you continue to want. That's it. Now, I want to ask you something. If you're a guy, and you're at the top, or you're, let's say you're at the top, right? You got money, you got status, you can do whatever you want, you own your own business, whatever it is, and you're really successful, you're really rich, you're respected, are you wanting to get married? Do you, What would you get from marriage? What what could a woman bring to your life that you don't already have or cannot get? And if you're a woman, I want to know the, uh, another question, what does a man need to bring to you to make the relationship worth it for you? I want to know that as well, because look, this has been weighing heavy on my heart for a little bit now. Okay. I get it. Dating markets messed up. People feel disenfranchised. People feel like, you know, they're just an option. But when you look at society, and you look at the civilizations over the course of human history and you realize that you need the family to continue to survive, the family is the backbone of every civilization that's ever existed, you're not always going to get the best. If you're a guy, your girl's not going to always be a 10. And if you're a girl, your guy's not going to always look like Channing Tatum mixed with Chris Hemsworth. Not going to happen. Or a guy mixed with um, Michael B. Jordan or LeBron James, or anybody else. It's not gonna happen. There's only so many of them out there and everybody wants them. Now, you have two options. One, you let all of the top tier guys, the, one, the 1% the one percent of the 1%, you let them impregnate all the women on the planet, or, or, some people are gonna have to do the best they can and be satisfied with that because that's what's happened throughout all of human history. Now I get it. Most people people want the best that they can get, and they don't want to feel like they're settling. I understand that. But when you realize, when you go back to what JFK said of focusing on what you can do, ask what you ask what you can do for your country, not what your country can do for you. Essentially, ask not what their country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. You start to realize that sometimes sacrificing for the greater good is what you actually need to do. Now, gentlemen. I understand that some of you out there, you're like, well, Austin, I'm more than happy to do that. Problem is I can't, because I can't do it all by myself. I get that, I totally understand that. The only advice I can give you is to change your focus, because your focus shouldn't be on getting women. Your focus should be on living with yourself and being a person that you can live with. Because if you can't live with yourself, that's really the only person in your life that's always gonna be a constant. So, uh, I don't know what to tell you. That's going to be a rough... You're you're in for a rough, rude awakening if you don't get that sorted out ASAP. If you're a woman, look, I get it. You got options. They may not be options you want, but they're options. And I'm not telling you to settle down. I'm not telling you to do anything that you don't want to do. What I'm telling you is this. Not every guy is going to be Michael B. Jordan. Not every guy is going to be Chris Hemsworth. Not every guy is going to be LeBron James. Or Channing Tatum. You got to find somebody who is a good person with good values. Who also makes good money. And is going to support you and is going to love you. Because guess what? Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. Feelings fade. Choices are made every day. Gentlemen, I understand why you... If you're interested in marriage, I would love to hear why. Because really, you don't have a lot to gain from it. I know the ladies are going to tell me I'm wrong. But truthfully... You really don't because you're risking half of everything you have, whether that's a little bit or a lot depends on you, but still we live in a very gynocentric society, whether it's good or bad, you could argue either way, but I don't, to me that doesn't matter. That's, that's a entirely separate issue. What matters is human dynamics and human relationships because the eligible bachelors are going like hotcakes. They're probably already taken. So then the question is what do you do with what's left? Well, that's ultimately for you to decide. I could give you my commentary from now to the end of time and trust me I'll do my fair share of it. But what I this is what I want you to understand something. I don't know if I buy into the whole soulmate thing, okay? I'm that's not really my cup of tea. I don't think that there's such a thing as oh, oh, this person was made for me and I, I cannot be with anybody else. I don't know if I buy into that malarkey. I don't I don't get that. That seems like some Shakespeare level stuff that I don't buy into. That sounds like something that exists in a book, not in you know, the actual playground of reality, but hey, if you believe in it, go ahead. If you believe in what Walt Disney talked about, go right ahead. I understand him for what he was. He was a storyteller you think that he was a visionary and a prophet well go ahead make my day look i get it people need these fantasies to make reality bearable i understand that trust me as a fantasy writer myself i understand that the problem is it can create this delusion and that's what we see in society every single day of the week is this this delusion we're deluded into thinking that we deserve everything for nothing we're deluded into thinking that everybody's happy and not us and if we're not happy then we have to get on some medication or uh, hit some drug or go drink or find someone to fill a void in within ourselves. It's a bunch of garbage. It's it's so stupid. And so the eligible bachelor shortage is really due to the fact that nothing has changed on the earth. There's always been the, the top, the alphas, betas, and even gammas, and then and there's been everybody else. There's only a very select few amount of alphas. They are the great people in our society, the people like Elon Musk, Donald Trump type people. Now, I'm not saying they're good I- human beings. I'm just saying that they are the, the top of the food chain when it comes to money, success, power, you name it. And then there are the betas. They're the people who really, they're, they're towards the top. Don't get me wrong. They're not. When people use the term beta as an insult, I think that's kind of stupid. They're still the second. Second is still pretty good. And then you got gammas, You got the people who are just kind of, you know, maybe, maybe middle class at best. But they're not special. But they're also not less than ordinary either. They're kind of average. And then you got everybody else, which is below average. And at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want. That's the beauty of America. Is you can do what you want. But don't tell me what I should do. Now you may say say that sounds hypocritical coming from me because I'm telling people what to do. Well, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm giving you information and you can do with that what you want. That's up to you, not to me. I don't care what you do. I don't know you most likely. If I know you, then I might care a little bit, but if I don't know you, I, I can't control what you do anyway. So why do you, what do you care what I think? You're gonna do what you want anyway. Anyways, my friends, I think I made my point. But I want to literally leave the show on this question of if you are a guy and you're successful blue collar, white collar, whatever it is, if you're doing really well, you got your own place, you got your successful career, are you looking to get married? If so, why? If not, why not? And if you're a woman and you, are you looking to get married, what is, the, what is your Prince Charming look like? What is your knight in shining armor look like? What is the guy that you want to settle down with look like? Or do you even want to settle down? Maybe you don't. And on that note, I think I'll leave the show. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, anything, feel free to leave it down in the comment section or over on my Twitter feed at Austin Creed. We can talk about it. I think it's a good I think this is a very important thing to discuss because if we don't talk about this, the divide's only gonna get worse. And in my opinion, the divide itself Is artificial. It's synthetic. It's meant to be there to divide and conquer everybody. But I'll save that for another show. Anyways, my friends, until next time, it's been Austin Creed at the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless this beautiful, beautiful country, but flawed country called the United States of America. We're out of here. Peace.